0: What's up everyone? Welcome to the Keep Up Posse podcast. My name is Jasmine and this is episode 9. I hope everybody is doing good, staying safe, and drinking lots of water. I gotta be honest, I've gotten kind messages regarding last week's episode with Tom from Washed Up Emo. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, please check it out. It was a super fun one. My guest this week is one of the people that gave me some of that feedback. His name is Javier, and he is the lead singer and guitarist of the band Corre Diablo, which translates to run devil. In this conversation, Javier and I talk about his upbringing, his current band, and our love for thrice, among other things. I do apologize for the sound quality of this conversation. It's not the best, but it's definitely not the worst, and it still works. Here's my conversation with Javier on the Keep It Posse podcast. Hey. Yay! Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, can you hear me all right?
0: Yeah. How are you? Good. Good. How about you? I'm good. Just trying to do my best here. Just like everybody yep. else I guess.
1: <laughs> just like everybody else, right?
0: Yeah, dude. It's been um I mean, you know, with everything going oh, on. Yeah. yeah. So, dude, I know that you've been you guys have been putting out singles it seems yeah. like frequently and and you know, what I really like about you guys and your band is just You've always done it to put the word out about what's going on and always try to find mm-hmm. a way to give back to the people that need it the most right now. Um, and so the last thing you guys did was put out your single No Path to Light, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that was last month. Yeah. On um, Bandcamp Day. So how did it go? Like, how has the feedback been from people for that song?
1: You know, it's been cool. Um, this is the first song that we have put out in, um, I guess a couple of years at this point. It's been, been a little while. Um, and, uh, like personally, just it felt really good as an artist to finally get something that I've been working on for some time. Actually, that song, that song started for sure. I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure most, most artists will be able to say something similar, but that song is actually maybe two and a half, three years old, maybe a little older if we go back to the first riff. And so it felt good to get something out, you know, to get something new out because um, this band in its current uh, form is not the band that put out our our last record, uh, Applause. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm the, I'm still here, I'm still the main songwriter, but these other two guys that I have playing with me now, uh, Jay and Saul, um, you know, they're, They're bringing something unique to the table, not to discount anyone who's played with me before, but, you know, it's cool to have them have their own spin out there, to have their voices and their instruments out there. Um, and I think people are starting to connect to that a little bit. It's cool to, to hear even from like, you know, older friends and acquaintances that I've made from my, God knows how long of playing music say, oh, this is actually, this is actually good. So that's cool. You know, like, it's always nice to hear, like, oh, hey, good job on the song, but, you know, how sincere are some of those people, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, that's cool, dude. And Claus, you guys put that out 20, what was that again? Twenty. 20- that
1: was in October of 2017.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it's, been, um, it's been a minute. And you guys have been also, well, you've been re-recording some of the songs from that album putting out acoustic versions on band
1: Right. That was, that, that was something that just kind of worked out really well for me. Like, I mean, so, you know, I'm very, very fortunate in that I've been able to work from home. You know, I'm a teacher. And so, you know, I've been here and actually also extremely fortunate. Um, my wife and I, and, and we just, we just moved into uh, like a, house that we're renting versus like being a condo and so we have a lot more room and everything so you know with all of that good fortune coming my way I ended up having a lot of um a lot of downtime you know because like yeah teaching online is difficult but it doesn't take up quite the full day so I had started to mess around you know like my acoustic, which I rarely was playing before now I've kind of reconnected with it um and, uh, I started to, to like kind of rearrange some of the older songs so they sound better on just an acoustic guitar with a voice. Um, and, um, yeah, it just, it just worked out that as I started to record these, because I also decided, well, why not start working on, on my abilities as like an engineer? Um, it worked out that Bandcamp started to do, uh, their full day of, um, well, what's the deal? Like, they don't take their cuts of sales, I guess. And, um, you yeah, know, I was talking to my wife, and we're like, yeah, we don't need the the extra couple hundred bucks. We looked around. She found this awesome um, this awesome charity going on where they're donating money to help out um, farm workers during this time because, you know, they're obviously not going to be getting the, the stimulus checks and whatever. And uh, they are probably the most essential workers we have right now if we all want to continue to eat, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, that's awesome that you, you know, you decided to take that initiative and and use your talent to help them out because, I mean, there's so many people right now that are just struggling and, and, you know, everybody just doing their part. It really makes a difference.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, growing up like in the... The loosely, like, unbroad community. Like, what happens if you're in a pit? You know, someone falls down, you pick them up. You know, you gotta look right. out for each other. And I, I, feel like that's a great way to live. Like, I learned a lot of, a lot of what I believe in and what I stand for on, on the bigger scale, uh, just from, from coming up in a community like that, you know, where you do look out for each other and, you know, being in a band, you go and you see your friend's band because you want to support each other. And even if maybe they're not that great right off the bat, but <laughs> yeah. you get there with that kind of support, you know? So that was there, too.
0: Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Keep supporting. Since you already brought up the mentality that you grew up with, do you mind taking me back of your upbringing and how it is that you were introduced to music?
1: Ooh, sure. Yeah, so um, I I guess music's kind of always been there for me. My dad plays guitars sometimes. Uh, He's got some, some awesome, like, old Rickenbackers and, and Gretsch guitars and stuff, um, but like he never played in a band or anything, and I guess my first real experience playing music, I was in fifth grade and I joined the school band, I played the alto saxophone, I got pretty good at that through high school, uh, somewhere along the way, you know, like anyone who's like my age, like 35 now, I discovered Green Day and then Linking to bad religion and just fell down that rabbit hole all the way to you know when i was in high school and um like the the the, the um third wave you know started to become a thing you know like i got way into like alkaline trio and get a Kids and you know all the bands that that were of that era actually right now i'm wearing a thursday shirt so oh sick um <laughs> i just saw your hat too yeah, so, yeah. soda bar yeah. Yeah. So they were selling you. So I, you know, as much as I love living in LA, I, I lived in San Diego for a couple of years. And that, uh, that was where I first started the first version of, of part of the album, um, while I was in grad school, uh, getting my, my credential and master's degree down there. And I got to say, like the San Diego music scene is just so badass in its own way. Because like, people are, they're, they're, welcoming, they're friendly. Like I made some great friends in just a couple of years I was out there. And the venues are just awesome. Like soda bar, uh, space bar, uh tower bar, like they're all bars. But like they're just these great like little DIY spots that um or I guess they're like you know combo DIY bar spots that we just don't really have the equivalent of you know? Like, yeah, it's, it's tough. Well now even tougher I'm sure but <laughs> before all this. Um but anyway, yeah, so like I've I've been playing in, you know, some sort of of, of punk band or, or emo band or something for what year is this? Twenty twenty? Maybe like fifteen years now, something like that. Yeah. A long time. I'm old. Seen some things.
0: And um well, what did your first band sound like? <laughs>
1: My first band, what I wanted it to sound like, because this was, like, 2003. um, Oh, no, actually, I scratched that. My first first band was a ska band.
0: Was what? A ska band?
1: Uh, Yeah, I was in a ska band. Okay. Uh, My first... (laughs) (laughs) So, when I was in high school, uh, we played, like, two shows, I think. I was in a ska band uh, called Jimothy's Cover-Up. I played bass and it was terrible but it was a lot of fun yeah a lot of fun um you know i think half our set consisted of like our bandage covers and there were like two songs that we would play every time that have no lyrics because we were in high school and not good not that every high school band is terrible but we especially were
0: (laughs) and then um so you did that ska band um and so, how did your? Because it it feels like every band. You, I mean, now you're not playing ska music; it's a different part of the spectrum. So, how did the ta- How did the sound change with your bands throughout the years that you've been in?
1: Oh man! So in the ska band, I wasn't really the primary songwriter. I was just like you know, I was playing bass. I was having a good time wearing like checkers, shoes and whatever. Um, And uh, then the first band that I was in that I was actually like the main songwriter for was, I was trying to do like a thrice thing, but it didn't work out very good because, you know, I sucked at songwriting uh, and they do not suck, Um, as you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They have so much more than Deadbolt. Oh,
0: yes. We've uh, we've heard the song so many times.
1: (laughs) You know, you know. It's uh what i I saw a shirt going on. did you see it? It's like I saw it actually yeah, ten thousand times or something like that.
0: yeah, I know that they I were selling went. it. I don't know anyone who bought it. I'm sure we, <laughs> I'm sure we have friends that did, but we just haven't oh, seen them, it. but um yeah, dude, that's pretty funny that they came up with that
1: <laughs> oh, it, it, never,
0: it never fails when you go to a show there is that you and there's always a person that yells it out
1: oh there's, there's <laughs> always one there's always one there's yeah. always one and I'm thinking of actually the last time that we both saw right uh when i when we ran into you at the, the house of blues in uh, anaheim yeah i i think there might have been more than one play there.
0: oh for sure um <laughs> it happens and then they did it and I ran into you guys upstairs in the balcony. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if by that time you guys were already up there when they played it, but I remember just when they played it, just everyone just lost it and they went crazy. Oh, I mean,
1: it went off.
0: I mean, from upstairs, it's a different. It's a diff- Obviously, it's a different view. I I couldn't. Yeah. I I love, I love Thrice, and I always like get in there. But you know, well, two things. I had my camera with me. And um, sure. I had I had just had surgery like the month before, so I couldn't get in the crowd oh, at right. all. So, um, but you know, Rice, I love. Yeah, it.
1: <laughs> I love Rice. I I will forever love that band, and mostly because of like, their evolution. You know, it's, I guess getting back on the topic of evolution, uh, throughout throughout the years, like it's cool to like see an example like that and say, okay, this is still like the same four dudes, and yet look at everything going all the way back to identity crisis to you know all of the more recent stuff um and they got like way adventures too like the don't know. Oh, that's, that's 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 some brave shit there you know
0: yeah um and i do feel like that's where people kind of started backing away a little bit um yeah and, and i'm I, I yeah i mean no, they what they do do.
1: yeah it's, it's their loss. It's their loss because you know what? I, so I've, I've been, I've been saying this for some time. Maybe you'll agree with me. Um, Beggar is a perfect album first off. Right. Okay. Yes. And I remember having a, a long conversation, um, with my friend Emilio who I was in a band called Remedies with for a long time. That was like the last active band I was in before Corey Diablo. Um, we're both big Bryce fans and, you know, we were God doing God knows what. Well. We were hanging out listening to that record. And I, I realized something. I think that that is their, uh, um, that's their Abbey Road. And I'll tell you why. Mm. I'll tell you why. So, you know, just like, and I know that Bryce is big Beatles fan too, so that, that probably makes a lot of sense thinking about it in their, in their head. Um, you know, you and they did, and, and they
0: did do the Beatles cover on that album too. They did,
1: they did, right, right. It was in that session, so I think they were calling already in the tense space, too. So if you think about it, everything leading up to beggars, they got more and more, you know, um, experimental and progressive with things, and then, you know, like you go from um, the illusion of safety into the artist in the ambulance, and then into Bisou, which is wild. Visu was a game changer for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: dude. Um, and then, Yes.
1: Oh, so good. So yeah. good. Um, but yeah, and then going from that, even more off the deep end, into the album Index, where you have four ETs with the theme and everything, it's like, well, where do you go from there? You just make a damn good record. That's what you do. You make a damn good record with four damn good musicians, and... Something that i thought was really interesting, and this is where I'll really make that parallel to Abbey Road, um, is that they just there there's no or there's not a lot of I should say overdubbing in the recording. At any given time, you've got four instruments going. So like if Tepe's playing like keys on something, he's not playing guitar. There's no extra guitar track. And I think that's super cool because like it's just breaking it down just to, like, the most basics of, like, good songwriting on that mm-hmm. record. And it works. It works because they are good songwriters. They're perfect. Yeah. No, dude, I, I need to do go.
0: I could. Dude, now that you brought that up, I need to go back and listen to that album now. Yeah. I'm going to do it, too. Dude, I didn't even think yeah. about that.
1: But, yeah, yeah, that, like, it's funny because, like, although I don't think I can say that that chord of the album really sounds anything like thrice, right? Uh, other than the fact that it's, you know, it's based music. Um, I do feel like I do pull a lot of influence from that band still. And I always have because actually, this brings us back, back full circle to your question that got us here. Um, coming out of the ska band, you know, I, I was in like a band that was directly trying to sound like the, um, the illusion of safety uh-huh. um, and failed miserably at it. And then when DC came out, like I, Was like, Oh, this is cool. I'm going to go and buy like some delay pedals and, uh, try to get crazy with that. And then even moving on after that, I was like, Well, after that, and I got my, my crazy, you know, wannabe proggy experimental, uh, days out of me. I started that band remedies, which was just like, Oh, I want to write songs that are just like the best songs I can write. Um, and then yeah, yeah, here we are.
0: Wild, dude. That's awesome. So you started Remedies. How long were you in that band for?
1: Remedies was going for like seven, eight years, maybe? It was out for... It, it, was, it was a thing for a long time. But it kind of fell apart towards the end.
0: How long after that did you start to Diablo?
1: Uh, let's see. I started writing for this for to Diablo in like the end of twenty sixteen, um, so it was it was a good couple of, know, maybe like a year, year and a half um, where I was like kind of jamming with some other guys. Um, actually, some of those songs were really good and so I wish those could have seemed like day from like this other project that never really took off. Um, I was jamming with some guys just from from the area who I'd always really liked as musicians and it was cool to, to work with them a little bit. We wrote some songs, but it never worked. And then I moved to San Diego. And so when I moved, um, you know, I thought, all right, I'm going to be in grad school. I'm going to be teaching after that. I'm not going to have time to play in a band. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
0: uh, when you're in grad school, you just really don't true. have time for anything though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know when I yeah, dude, I was getting like three hours of sleep a night. Yeah. Because I was just working and doing my internships too. So I'm like, look, dude, whatever. But you found a way to make it happen.
1: You know, as as much as I tried not to make it happen, (laughs) it happened. Um, When actually it was, it was because of grad school coincidentally enough that, uh, I did start this band because the drummer uh the first drummer that we had is named Eli um he was also in our in our program uh he's uh what's he doing now? I think he's teaching or he's working at an uh an elementary school in russia oh so I know right that's why he left the band he went to uh to move to to Moscow so that's cool. But yeah, it was interesting to be in that band with like two of the three of us being teachers. He was a kindergarten teacher. Kind of funny. Kindergarten well, cop except
0: that. Dang. Um, so you're, the drummer left, you know, you moved and then you brought in someone else in and then you guys continued. Mm-hmm. By that point, did you already have the album written or recorded or where were you guys along the way with the music making?
1: Yeah, so actually that first record uh clause is the original lineup. So it's that guy Eli playing drums. Um, the old bass player, uh Brandon plays bass and sings on a couple of tracks on there too. Um yeah, yeah, they were they were in it just a lot. well, Brandon lasted a little longer. But Eli was in it just long enough to um to get on that record. I think that was actually thinking back, that was the goal was for him to record it before he moved. Um, just so that, you know, it could be, it could be done. And, you know, maybe we rushed it a little bit, nothing against him, but like, I remember the day that we were in there tracking drums because he did all those drums in a day. Um, it was really hot Mm -hmm. and it was like the middle of, you know, beginning of July. Um, and yeah, he like was, he looked like he ran a freaking marathon, you know, it's done. It's out there. It served us well.
0: That's cool, dude. Um, you guys have been active, you know, when you guys can, cause you know, I, I think, I don't know your drummer. I know Jay, but you guys mm-hmm. all work full time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, we're all, you know, we're all old guys. So um, yeah, we work full time. We gotta, we gotta do that. Um, our drummer is, uh, he actually has a couple of daughters and so, you know, he's definitely, definitely got, uh, got to put that first as he should. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's been cool to like be at this older stage in life where, you know, 10 years ago, I would have thought for sure like I would never be in a band again, half like uh, 30. Um, and yet here we are, you know, it's, it's just something that like, like uh, so many things in life, it's, it's finding balance and making time. For things, you know like I, I i don't know when i was in my 20s and i was trying to do like the band thing for real for real and you know go on i wanted to go on tour and you know have this be like my life maybe that that was a bit of a pipe dream but i'm just glad i can still play music because you know balance helps with that
0: yeah dude for sure um you know people will always try to find a way to okay, I couldn't make this my career, but I still love it. How do I still Mm -hmm. make it part of my life? So you put out that new song and Mm -hmm. I know that's on the sidebar, you, you were like, Oh, it's part of something we're working on for the future. Is there anything you would like to tell us about that?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Glad you asked. So, um, yeah, we, uh, Right before everything shut down, we were in the studio again, this time with air conditioning, and in February, (laughs) so it was okay. Um, (laughs) uh, We recorded three songs, one of them being No Pass Light, which we did put out last month, um, with the intent of having these all come out as, like, a Uh seven-inch. And so, you know, once everything shut down and, you know, people just decided to, to not behave themselves and wear a damn ass. Um, yeah, since we're in the middle of all this, obviously our plans have changed a little bit. I don't know if we're going to be able to do a physical release, but we are going to be releasing – you heard it first – we are going to be releasing um, the second single from that at the end of this month, and it is called uh, Heaven's Lips. That will be out soon. I don't know when you're going to have this go up, but it might be around the same time. Okay. Um, and Am then... I, uh,
0: this might air after that. Uh, okay, cool. But, you know, if if it doesn't, I'll beep it out. And, of course, I'll beep this part out, too, where I just said I would beep it out.
1: <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Well, then, you heard it. Let's, let's start over here. You heard it here first. Uh, you know, obviously, we have our new single Heaven's Without that came out at the end of July. And uh, we're super excited to have the full three-song EP. I know that's not super long, but it's a full three-song EP. We'll have that out by the end of August is the plan right now. It's called Three Songs by Cora Diablo. Um, and yeah, it, it's something that we're all super, super excited about because it's new music, you know, like I am always excited anytime I get to release any music at all, whether it's a full, song, close to a full length of quads or these three songs or the acoustic songs that I was tracking. You know, it's nice to throw something out into the world and say, for myself at least, like, you're not just wasting your time. You're yes. actually releasing something into the world that hopefully means something to somebody, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure, dude. Um, so you're putting out a three-song EP? Yep. Um, is that, and sorry, you, you're seeing that because of how things have changed in the last few months, you guys are not sure about a physical release. Um, digitally, though, still Bandcamp, still Spotify, Apple. Oh um,
1: yeah, yeah. It'll be okay. it'll be everywhere once it's out digitally. Um, you know, I I hope to one day be able to do a physical release, but you know, without playing shows, it, it's hard to to push a record, I guess. So. It's obviously much less expensive to uh to just do digital release. And who knows, by the time we can play shows again, I'll probably be picking these songs too.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. That's awesome, dude. Um I don't have anything else to ask you. Is there anything you would like to plug in at this time?
1: Uh yeah, sure. So aside from, you know, us, obviously I'm I'm here for that. Um I have been thinking a lot about Um, what it means exactly to be a musician in in this new world that we're in. You know, obviously we're not playing shows uh, aside from the occasional live stream or whatever, which by the way, that was a lot of fun to do. Um, Oh,
0: thank you for being a part of it, dude. I honestly had a blast watching everybody and I'm glad it happened. You know, thanks for being a part of that. Yeah, me
1: too. Of course, of course. Um, but anyway, you know, like, aside from that, it sucks that shows can't happen. So I think it's instead important to, um, you know, to try to keep up with with people who are in your local music scene, whatever that means, or really, I guess, in the whole global music scene. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. And I got to say that, um, you know, thanks to a lot of the, a lot of the efforts, um, surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement, I found a lot of cool artists that I, I, I guess probably would have flown under my radar, um, who are people of color, or at least have a few members who are people of color, and it's super cool to see those voices start to get heard. Uh, for example, like, I'm absolutely obsessed with, uh, with Barty Strange right now. Um, if you're unfamiliar, He's, uh, he's a black musician, I think he's from D.C., and he put out an EP of covers of The National, uh, which is like one of my favorite bands of all time. And I will go as far as to say, fight me if you want. Not, not you, Jasmine, I know you won't fight me. But oh, anyway, no, he's he's uh, great. I
0: don't know what you're going to say, but he's awesome.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I think that his versions of those songs are better than The National's version. Ooh. I really do. I really do. You Especially, heard it here, people. Oh my god! Here we go. Here we go. Bring it on. <laughs> um, no, really. I like his, his, his version of uh, Mr. November. It's just like I I can listen to that for years on repeat and never get sick of it. Um, but anyway, like yeah, I keep on looking for for new music. Um, you know, I had started to. I kind of fell off on it. I'll probably start doing it again. I started to do like. A song of the day kind of thing on um, on Instagram, and I have a playlist of that going. Uh, you know, where if you feel so inclined, you can check out these songs. Um, and I'm trying to bring in like a variety of things that I really enjoy, not just obviously, like, you know, people think of, of Jawbreaker or like on Music instantly when they think of uh, when they hear my band, which is fair because, you know, that's definitely big influences on this current project, uh, especially with the way my voice works, but you know, I try to I try to mix it up a lot. You know. There's a lot of good stuff out there, whether it's loud and heavy or fast or slow or even not guitar based. There's, there's some good stuff. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Sick dude. I like that plug. Yeah dude, um thanks for being a part of this. I mean I'm glad that I was able to have you on. Go to Diablo um, Instagram handle is Go to Diablo Band right yep. same thing on Twitter Instagram
1: Twitter same thing on Twitter same thing on, on Facebook if anyone still uses that um, yeah I tried to keep it all uniform just that it's easy to find uh, overall
0: So that was my conversation with Javier. Corte Diablo is releasing their three songs performed by Corte Diablo EP next Friday, August 28th. Two of the songs from the EP are already out, please go check them out on Spotify. Please check them out and follow them on socials. Their handle is Corte Diablo Band. Speaking of social media, if you want to follow Keep It Pozy, it's Keep It Posse on Facebook the Twitter handle is at keep it photo and the Instagram handle is at KeepItPosy. You can also go to KeepItPossey.com where all the contact info is listed. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Keep It Possey podcast. Please take care of yourself and watch out for each other. Stay posy always and remember, life is like a mosh pit. If you see someone fall, you gotta help that person get back up.